Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Uh, I'm <laughs> Kelton. Matt. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was not ready for the new uh, opening slogan. That, so that twang really comes out when I say that. Uh, and also under these circumstances. So, yeah, I'm Kelton. That's Griff that you just heard interrupting me with uh, the Yankee devilisms that, that exist. Uh, and we want to welcome you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like the interloping uh, East Coast uh, city slicker. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very much out of my element here uh, and uh, going to defer to our, our, our Western man over here for all uh yellowstone opinions <laughs> it's pretty weird i gotta say though to be uh watching a show that's all about cowboys and then they're wearing multiple layers in their outfits i'm like because in texas you would be dying like yeah. everyone's in like cutoffs the entire time out here so you a, know, a big uh, a, it, a big look is like is like the hoodie with the denim jacket I guess that's like mm-hmm. the modern cowboy look and like, yeah, you would, that's like fall layering clothing and you're like, Absolutely. you're like out like breaking horses and getting in <laughs> gunfights with native Americans and like federal land agents. And you're like, just <laughs> dressed a, in like a four, four jacket layers. <laughs> Yes, uh, the the fashion choices we will definitely be diving into in this episode because uh, we want to welcome everyone to the the first episode of our new series. It's called Yellowstoned, the unauthorized podcast about Yellowstone. So each week we're going to be covering another episode of uh, the Paramount Network's surprise Super Smash hit, and we're going to be releasing it on our Patreon. But whoa, this isn't your Patreon. This is the regular feed. Or if you're listening to it on Patreon, you're like, yeah, this is Patreon. What of it? Um, but uh, we're releasing this first episode uh, to the masses to show everyone. Because um, let me just tell you, it was going to be get high and watch Yellowstone and call it Yellowstone. Or try and convince uh, Griff to, to go on like a journey involving all of the X-Men franchise. And I think we made the right choice. I think that this is the more rewardable experience at the end of the day. <laughs> Yeah, th- this is the one that um, came together through just like a bit on an episode, and we ran with it, and we're committing to it. Uh, it's it's the new year. Uh, the, the, I resolved to watch all of this, all of this TV show, <laughs> and <laughs> and it's two two now spinoff series <laughs> to try to, it's, to, it's to, to try to entice a certain demographic to. Uh, subscribe to our show um there you know the 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 av club did not lie the the people are crying out for yellowstone media analysis <laughs> why why lo- look at the ratings on this show and why is no one talking about it uh we are it, we are here insane. to fill that market gap uh with a with a gigo cast production so <laughs> we yeah we uh give give that five bucks a month uh basically buying us a cup of coffee or whatever how, however like bu- buying us uh a, like uh, whatever a, cowboys uh, drink i don't know uh, yeah. chew yeah buy us buy us a <laughs> cup of dip please yeah. <laughs> a month buy oh, us a couple God. rips of uh vape oil <laughs> buy us new coils <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll be buy good. us a new battery <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's money well spent um 
Man, so a, a brief overview about you know Yellowstone just in general here. Uh, Yellowstone, this first episode, we are introduced. It's a double length episode, so this is two hours of um, just a lot of beautiful scenic shots, looking around uh, calmly, introducing for like an hour and forty five minutes who all of our characters are and getting your narrative set up, and then like right at the end, uh, something terrible happens, and you're like, ah, shit. Well, episode two, I can't wait. To, uh, but let's go ahead and uh, watch it, I guess. But we're not doing that. We are we are steadying ourselves. We're going in moderation. Um, and uh, so, I, I, so I'm excited to talk about this episode as a whole. Because, uh, what did you think about this this uh, pilot episode, Grift? Uh, so you know my my opinion as a transplant. Uh, no, but it was uh, the the. Um, it's the only kind of trans yeah. they're a fan of on Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, no, they're not the, even they, fans of transplants either. Not that I think about. No, the, yeah, that was that was the line that I was referring. To. Um, but um, yeah, you know, I may I may be a uh, you know an, an East Coast Yankee over here, but I mean the place that I do come from does it's not on the same scale as far as like the vistas and the, and the natural beauty as Montana, but you know, like being in the city a few months going home for the, for the holidays, it was, it was nice to see some of that uh, nature represented on screen in a lot of shots and a lot of scenes that sort of like took their time. Like it was, it was very like, we, we know we have a good shot. Uh, we're not going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to set the tone and just like, keep, keep moving the drone over the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the floodplain in front of the, uh, snow capped volcano. Uh, That's exactly all we need. You know, Let, let's just keep, uh, again, that drone up in the air, <laughs> that poor drone was probably getting flown up like no matter what every day just like it all looks gorgeous we'll keep filming yeah. it we'll, we'll keep we'll find out what shots we want to use later and, and they just made like a column of uh ranch trucks and a helicopter going down an open interstate just looks so badass you know because like <laughs> the drone was like flying behind the helicopter was flying super low and the drone was flying behind it and the way it was like following it was like 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 they definitely took way more of their time with with the landscape and sort of like action setting shots than any any of the seat like you know dialogue scenes or whatever oh yeah um, i mean again which the, the show the right decision uh the older audience of the show doesn't probably have this in their vernacular but uh this show is truly all about the vibes i think oh, like i was it, i was it, vibing hard like <laughs> <laughs> well you know like if, let's let's talk about the actual episode then uh because uh we open in the opening scene it's kevin costner blood on his forehead he's walking forward there's an injured horse and he just A you know horse. pets it and then blows its goddamn brains out yeah like, no no if ands or buts about it no qualms he was not tortured he was just like well you got to take something out of its misery if it's hurt that's just what you got to do yep i'm kevin cosner i'm looking real sad this is what i'm doing after man of steel uh being superman's dad getting sucked up in the tornado <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what a career move for him. So yeah, we, uh, that that's kind of our introduction to John Dutton of what's taking place. Uh, John Dutton, he's a sixth generation owner of the uh, the Dutton Yellowstone Ranch, and he's the father of four children. Uh, the first is named Lee, who works right there on the ranch with his dad, and he's he's dull as dirt, but he's faithful. He's like a dog. He's like a loyal horse or something. I don't know. Nothing bad is going to happen to Lee. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we also we, we have uh, Beth, his daughter, who is an acid-tongued representative uh she works at a bank in salt lake city but she kind of does all the hardball business deals for the family i really liked her introduction yeah. of the corporate takeover of the oil and gas uh company uh, uh it, it was it was a delight to witness yeah uh, what like, did you I, think I, I know the her? actor kelly kelly riley like she's british right um yeah she and, is and, like yeah. she it the character has a really like interest, like it's not like an accent, but it's like a way of speaking um, that uh -huh. is it, it's it's very unique and it's very appealing. And it I, th I think it works really well for the character. And uh, yeah, she was she was definitely like a highlight, particularly I mean, in, in this scene, I, for sure. I'm just so happy that she doesn't talk like Dr. House, you know, like what the male British actors all sound like. When they try and do an American accent, like they over enunciate everything, they yeah. become talking like this the whole time. I'm from Kansas. I <laughs> loved it so much over there. Yeah, yeah. like she's, that's she's just doing how this almost like she's doing almost this like 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 gravelly low voice, mm -hmm. which um, like it, it it I honestly like cannot picture anyone actually talking like this, but. <laughs> Oh, no, I can't no. picture anyone no. talking like any of these characters. No. This, uh, for, for anyone wondering, like this is a straight up soap opera. Yeah, like it has <laughs> premiere television stuff, but it is it's a soap opera, is what it is. And I, I got that feeling immediately when like a bank can just renege on an agreement with an oil <laughs> yeah. company, and yeah. like it's. Like, no, there, that would be a years-long lawsuit is what that would be instead. Yeah. Uh, man. So it, it is kind of like, a, I guess, a dynasty vibes for, for anyone who has seen either the original show or the remake. But before I forget, we also need to talk about Jamie, who is uh, played by the guy who was the Hunger Games master in the first Hunger Games movie with that very eccentric facial hair and he's also been in a couple of uh american horror story seasons and so it's fun to see him he's the lawyer of the family which is weird because he's also the bitch of the family <laughs> um like uh kevin coster says like you got your mom's hands <laughs> to him <at laughs> he, like he just like uh, stitches him up after this horrendous accident he like stitches his head back together and kevin coster is he's the only thing he says to him is like oh, you have you have your mother's hands <laughs> so it's like, that's, yeah, that's just, all you're getting from him <laughs> nagging the shit out of him yeah. he's like but, he's an incredibly 
really accomplished a, a lawyer. At least that's like our initial impression of it. Then we find out that like the the person who does the main presiding of his cases is the governor. So even though it's a high stake thing, uh, the governor is clearly fucking Kevin Cosner. So it's kind of like uh, playing with a loaded deck. I think he basically uh, like case. they they mentioned that his ranch, like the like the Yellowstone ranch that he runs in this, is like basically the size of Rhode Island or something. Like he's basically <laughs> yeah. running his own like feudal fiefdom within. Oh, he is. Yeah. It's not kind of. Yeah, like it's the like, employees there are branded yeah. with a Y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like whatever. Like you, the the further and further you step back, you just the more and more you see the levels of like fantasy play at this because like it's a it's like a soap opera family dynastic fantasy of like having having land and having your own land produce things for you and basically like controlling your own means of survival. Um, yeah, and it's it, like finally and, and like <laughs> think about you know and, and like I think you know particularly in these days it's that's very appealing to like particularly average you know you're just your average american out there who like seeing, yeah, seeing average the, american yeah yeah like seeing <laughs> seeing the possibilities of like actually like owning land or property or whatnot just keep getting more and more prohibitively expensive um i see so. I, I i i to do a, a slight amount of pushback there uh but it's also agreeing with you like on the point uh, that i do think it kind of ties into that fantasy yeah. i just think it is funny that the the fantasy in question means that you own <laughs> enough land to count as rhode island that then you become a king in this area oh because like, like like of course yeah. of course it is yeah like if you're gonna have a fantasy you gotta go big and like all all his kids here like they're all they're all just like insanely loyal to him and they're he he covers all his like po like politico economic bases with them like oh you got the you got the girl boss like uh like sociopath kid to do the business stuff and you got the you got the like uh uh easy the like, guy who actually runs the day-to-day -day operations of your giant ranch with yeah the and, and then you got the guy <laughs> protecting you on, on the legal front and then and he um, hates all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he does not give a shit about any of them, really. Yeah. He expresses no emotion or affection for them. The only one that he wants to even connect with is this uh, the last child yeah. named Casey, uh, who <laughs> is a uh, decorated Navy SEAL who uh, also has what I'm going to call Chekhov's Silver Star that gets mentioned in the uh, episode. And he defied his family because he married and had a son with a woman named Monica, who is a, a Native American who lives at the nearby reservation. And so uh, you would think, oh, well, why on earth would he want to connect with him? I mean... John Dutton doesn't really give a fuck about Casey, I don't think. He cares about uh, the the grandson, Tate. I think he wants to be viewed as, like, cool grandpa. Uh, <laughs> instead. Yo, Tate, Tate is the Quizak Hotterock. Like he, <laughs> he's got, he's, he's like this, 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 um, show it like it definitely comes out the gate very like race essentialist because uh case tries to uh in a in a you know cattle land dispute he tries to fight 
initially like fight with um, his wife's side and that basically the elder of the population tells him, no, no, you gotta, you gotta go with your people. Cause when, yeah. when shit hits the fan, like your, your, your people are your people and you're not. <laughs> like, yeah. you're but he's getting from, told this yeah. by the native American <laughs> guy. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I'm just saying if the chips were down, I'm going with the native Americans, not you white honkies. So yeah. uh, I understand. So I'm giving you the pass to switch sides. Hypothetically, if something were to come up later in this episode, because uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah it's like uh american game of thrones over like uh western real estate property because you got you got all the you yeah. got all the factions vying for the land and control and yeah yeah and and let's talk about these factions though because uh the first one that, that we come up uh into is a land developer named uh dan jenkins who's played by danny houston yeah i mean most recent big role he's had is probably the bad guy in wonder woman he was the evil german general uh, and then he's also known as like a that guy kind of actor and a lot of other things. So don't want to sell him short, but uh, <laughs> he is playing like an outsider who's kind of using his connections to uh, create a new neighborhood. But it's not even a neighborhood. It's like uh, it's it, not even a McMansion park. It's like fully established little Mick ranches with mansions all set up in this housing development of what he's wanting. It's that would be called Paradise Valley. And he wants to br- have this become like a resort for the rich and famous. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a real type of real estate development plan. Like I meant, like uh, they usually happen in in relatively more populated areas but they're definitely like this model is definitely probably moving into um the whatever small cities montana has like uh billings or helena um but you know i and see i like i don't even know cities in in montana and so when i was seeing like actual cities looking cities in montana i was like this doesn't seem right don't all of y'all live in like a barn somewhere aren't you in the 1800s you know uh all my all my stereotypes about montana bubbling to the surface um i did want to ask you a question though yeah uh, and this kind of falls into our theories here um in the opening episode we find out that the uh crash uh was with an 18-wheeler that was transporting equipment that was meant for this Paradise Valley real estate development. Um, My theory is that Dan Jenkins was actually trying to assassinate John Dutton via 18 wheeler. Oh, absolutely. Crime in rural Montana. Yeah, that rocks. I mean, (laughs) I'm just picturing the concept of like hiring like a suicidal big rake dealer, uh, like, uh, or, driver sorry like no it's a dealer it's yeah a dealer. yeah he's had a past he, yeah. he's trying to overcome yeah, it yeah he's a, he he deals 18 wheelers yeah <laughs> 18 wheeler dealer yeah no but uh but i he, told you to stop pushing that shit yeah. my brother got hooked on the diesel one yeah. we haven't seen him in weeks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i totally agree with you here and that that he was he was trying to assassinate him via big rig which i he probably like cut the brakes or something but just <laughs> also yeah. to wipe out the other guy too. Yeah. No witnesses. Yeah, yeah. Can can you you could have no accomplices like the but like also like how would you know that the brakes are gonna go out 
right right when he passes I mean, him. it's rural montana you probably press the brakes like three times in a day yeah the entire time there, you know there are so few that's cars out on the road that, that you know if if you see another car out there you're like that's my man i know <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have no other collateral damage besides these these poor horses well, yeah, and like the the issue between this developer and John Dutton is that the real estate development is going to be uh, uh, in, encroaching on the Dutton Ranch. It's going to be kind of right up next Caddy Corner, and in fact, they're going to be using um, the river that flows through both of the properties to create some sort of uh, electric generator to power the this community to have it be self-sustaining so you know the environmental impact is great as we keep on getting told uh, as part of uh, Dan Jenkins' sales pitch to everyone and so and just you know normal fashion normal regular again not at all a soap opera John Dutton hires out uh, his uh, his enforcer named Rip, which, you know, Rip, what a good name for a cowboy. It's like Montana. Rip Wheeler, Rip. right? That's his name. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, uh, like uh, the names in these are like porn star names. Like <laughs> Rip well, Wheeler. Come, like a porn come, star. Come so, on. you know, like, yeah, yeah. A, no, she, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Beth is like, she, he, he invites her to a music festival, like right after they fuck. And then she just gets so offended. That she becomes her father's daughter yeah. in that moment of like <laughs> cutting did- him to the core. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, some of this dialogue between them, like that, that scene where I remember your yeah. dick being bigger. Maybe it's the nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 rip. Oh, if you ever need a shoulder to cry on, buddy. Oh, boy. There's no coming back from that. <laughs> And so I think that what John Dutton does, he has Rip and then, um, he, well, he has Rip and then he has Rip find a fall guy should shit go wrong. And the answer comes in this like druggy kid named Jimmy, who's probably like what, like in his mid twenties, skinny as a pole and just living in a trailer yeah, uh, all just, by himself. Just coming, just coming to brand this like dirt bag. Who, who is the, op- Jimmy the- opens the door, Rip tases him, ties him to a chair, then heats up the brand. And is like, I'm giving you a job opportunity. I don't give a shit about you. And like these uh, these people all have the brand. Like the sons have the brand. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a small brand for anyone wondering. It's like the size of a hand. That's uh, <laughs> you know just going across your entire uh you know um one of your packs. The it, it looks like, way a, like yeah, it's a it's a large fire poker. it's 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 brutal so uh rip and jimmy they run a covert mission uh and then they line up dynamite uh to blow up the side of a mountain and create a landslide that then literally will divert the river to where then it bypasses this new development the entire time and so uh, you get to witness John Dutton literally playing God. Uh, and so it, it's a fun way to show like the power that he wields in this area. 
Yeah, it's it's his land. He can do what he wants with it. That's that's the fantasy. That that <laughs> is what like the only three cops that work in this town keep telling everyone. <laughs> like, listen, if it happens on your land, that's fine. No, we don't need any permits. No, we don't need anything else. Like, we can build whatever we want. It's up to you. Which you know, like, I feel they are saying both because it's kind of humorous. And also because it helps explain why everything is going to happen as surreally as it does in this show. Because, you know, this is kind of like the Wild West, quote unquote, with there not being a lot of other rules. So um, it it helps sucker me in even more, Grift. Yeah. And I mean, the stuff with the Native Americans, too, just how they're just getting in like gunfights with like. Uh, like just <laughs> those troublemaking, yeah. pesky Native Americans, always up to their the, thieving yeah. ways. <laughs> They're just firing at my helicopter. Um, but yeah, it just yeah. The it it was it implied that the cops were helping the Native Americans because of the political pressure that was being put the on cop, them by the senator. Those cops were yeah. reservation cops. Oh, okay. They yeah. weren't they weren't regular cops because okay. the, the the reservation is an independent nation. So yeah. actually, yeah, it's it's yeah. probably a good time to talk yeah. about um this guy here. Um it, the reservation is headed up by a casino owner named Thomas Rainwater, who Thomas Rainwater, even though his people are native to that area, he is actually from Denver. And uh, went to like some big league college, which I don't know if that's like Colorado State or if it's supposed to be an Ivy League. Like, I don't know what the big college is to someone in Montana. Um, and, he, and he said that he originally thought he was Mexican and his parents, yeah, his like, foster yeah. parents told him that he was Mexican because they didn't want him to be Indian, which um I, again this this might just be me yeah. <laughs> but there's some a little something called the indian child welfare act where it is uh, a pretty hefty kickback uh for families if it turns out that then you do have native american uh uh blood for lack of a, a get more that, race get that affirmative term. action bag like yeah they, i you know like uh, it, it, you do what you can to make up for a genocide that happened <laughs> to your people you know um it, it, yeah it's just so funny the concept of like this like native american uh setting up this uh just sort of implied like ra- ra- racial hierarchy between like mexicans and native americans where it's like <laughs> it's just so it's just again like you say this show is vibes like this sometimes it gets so absurd in in just like these depictions and the words that are coming out of certain characters mouths based on like who they are that it just slips into this like sublime level of uh, uh of absurdity like it, it does. I mean, yeah. it's where you have people who in this show, they say like all these like random bullshit phrases, you know, uh, of uh, like, what, what did John Dutton say? Like, uh, when you say no, it must be the death of the question, you know, <laughs> like make people never say no. Or like what the land developer says when he's like drinking wine outside. He's like, you know, cities are the sunsets of civilization. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> who the fuck talks like this when they you know? when, when they have uh rainwater like getting ready for his ser- like his meeting with with the senator who's based 
obviously going to like shake down because she's woke. Like she does. She just wrote like she, she, she just rolls over not- immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like he's so afraid. And he they're and they're like dressing him in his like traditional headdress. And that's like, right. Because when he starts the meeting, he's yeah. dressed like a, you know, quote yeah. unquote normal. I yeah. don't want to, you know. Yeah. But he, <laughs> he's got, the, he's like, got the suit and tie, you know, like, like tr- and then he traditional. Takes off the tie, he has the bolo he then puts yeah. on the headwear. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, he's like, all right, time to go do my song and dance. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's, it's like the, that relationship is, is played as just, it's, it's such a cynical uh, perspective on it. And on it, like, and it's, I, I, I fucking love that. It's so much fun. Like just being like, yeah, this, this politician had like no will of her own, but she was like, I'll, I'll do, do whatever I can to help, or at least say that to the guy, because you're basically like af- afraid of the, uh, the, the, the woke cultural power that, that he wields as, as he dons and the, the real power. Yeah. The <laughs> like, real and, power. Yeah. And, and, like that, as he says, like his goal is to just have the reservation, keep buying land to yeah. then have the reservation grow, which reservations can do apparently in Montana. I'm not questioning it. Sure. Great. It's all a war over land. It's great. Um, and so, I, I mean, per- personally of all the characters, rainwater is probably, my favorite character on the show like he just seems to have like the most going on yeah uh, uh, as a whole and so um I'm, I'm interested to see where he he develops uh because you know it, it is interesting because uh what he employs as a strategy is that he clips a lot of the Dutton farm to allow the cows to free roam into his reservation. Respect and the grift. He walls <laughs> the cows in. He's like, "What are you talking about? They walked in here of their own volition. Yeah. <laughs> These are my cows now." And then they're like, they're like uh, "This this fence had barbed wire like a couple days ago. What happened? It's just it's just bare. It's just been removed." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you son of a bitch. Um, and. And so it's, uh, you know, they were, I, someone had a throwaway line about like, uh, we should set up cameras here. And then it's like cameras where, cause they are, they're in the middle of nowhere. Like, what do you do when you own Rhode Island? You can't turn that into a surveillance state effectively. And so, um, what, what ends up happening instead is, uh, the the Dutton Ranch decides that they are going to go and they're going to pr- do a raid on the Native American <laughs> reservation. <laughs> and uh, John Dutton is the livestock commissioner, I believe, for Montana. They they show that very briefly when he's like at a rodeo function and he's addressed as commissioner. And so that means he has an army of livestock agents, all of whom are employees of the Yellowstone <laughs> ranch. They probably so, all have the brand. Like, yeah, it's his own paramilitary force <laughs> is what this is. Dude. Yeah. He, he runs his own state. Like he is. <laughs> It's so good. And then it becomes this showdown that takes place uh, because uh, that's where you get that sweeping shot of where it's a drone following the helicopter at this flying super low and leading these armored trucks. It's so so cool. Like, it fucking rocks. (laughs) 
It, it really does. And then, um, you know, it, like it's 18 wheelers that have ATVs on them, you know, like they're ready for a full blown just invasion of what takes place. And so then it becomes a standoff with the Native American uh, farmers on one side and the livestock agents on the other side. And then uh, Casey, who is John Dutton's son, again, the, the Navy SEAL son, uh, he is his uh, said that he is going to be with the Native Americans this time because, you know, it's his new family and it's a real kind of like, fuck you, dad, kind of moment here um, of what, what takes place. But then as like, as always occurs, but I'm so glad with how they shot the scene, a gunfight ensues, but it is the goofiest, <laughs> most clumsy guns fight in the world that made it feel realistic. Of like, there was no glamour shots about firing the weapons. Oh, I, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I appreciated that so much. Like, it, it's um, the helicopter pilot is like oh i didn't like like uh, i didn't i didn't come I did back from 40 Vietnam tours for this. Yeah. he did 40 tours in afghanistan yeah. <laughs> he's like and he's like why am this. i having to deal with this in montana it's such a good line <laughs> and there, there's so much free fire but they're everybody's so incompetent and just sort of like shooting in the dark um well yeah because they mostly yeah. fire guns to probably move cattle along yeah not to actually try and shoot people yeah you know uh and it's at night so it's is exactly like how a gunfight would be and then the helicopter uh with the bright light blinding people and then kicking up all the dust away you're like oh okay like this is getting intense um and so yeah a, a brief shootout occurs thankfully Ever, uh, they're able to get the cows with no bloodshed, but then Monica's brother, so Casey's wife's brother, Casey's brother-in-law, uh, sees Lee on his horse and shoots him. Real cheap shot style maneuver. Uh, again, that's what you get. Uh, those those uh, dishonorable Native Americans <laughs> uh, of what they're doing. Uh, that guy, and so, they made that guy so angry. Like he was looking for a fight the whole episode. He's just like, oh, I got a, I got a chance to kill one of these Dutton brothers. Like, let's go. Like he's yeah, and he, he, he wasn't fucking he around. Like he was fire. He was firing like uh, shots at the helicopter. Like yeah, he he was wanting something to actually happen. You know yeah. Um, and uh, it, it was one of those things of where like, oh, you really thought you would win because you, you killed you kill Lee, one of the brothers, and then you you raise your gun up to try and kill Casey. And then that's when Casey's Navy SEAL training goes off and Casey fires off like six bullets in the time it takes um, uh, Monica's brother to try and shoot off one or two. So uh, just just an intense scene that goes on. And then you're, you're like, oh, oh, my God, with well, the climax of the episode. And then, nope, not at all. Extended funeral sequence script, because <laughs> this is all about vibes. They switch their outfits. They're wearing black like tuxedos, and then they all have black cowboy hats. They have funeral cowboy hats in this show. This is not the Dutton's first time losing someone <laughs> in the skirmish <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, dude, did you notice those like two shots of like? approaching the grave and then you seeing what name was on there and they did it yeah. like twice 
in quick succession. And it was so like, it was so straight. It was so bizarre. Like, like I, I don't worry. I'm I sure those out. are the yeah. characters on 1883. Like I'm calling it right oh, now. So they're already like, setting this shit up. Like, I, like, I, I gotta believe that at this point, dude, I they're, mean, they're just laying down the vibes. <laughs> it, it really was like and it, it it felt like a long episode don't get me wrong everyone you know but but this felt like i mean it was a pretty quick moving two hours and uh one thing i wanted to mention um as we're we're you know moving back into the overview side of things again uh is that i watched this using my dvr since i have the paramount network so i was able to see like what the commercial breaks were like aka who the yellowstone audience was and it was just a delight like the amount of like blood pressure medication dick pills uh diet pills uh it, it was it was just you know a lot of that and then also a lot of uh genuine like cowboy rodeo style equipment and things like boot barn and all that other kind of dumb stuff um so yeah they like, know they know what the niche of this audience is yeah they they know what products people are going to need to live the yellowstone lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know um it, it felt like maybe the shootout in another show would have happened in like episode three or four. But I also feel like when they submitted the script for the show to the network, the network was like, something has to happen in the pilot episode, like something you can't just have it be all vibes right now. (laughs) Yeah. So Um, do uh, do you know anything about the, the production team behind this episode? Like, where uh, what no, their backgrounds are in or no it, no uh, i'm trying to appreciate the first season going in as blind as possible obviously okay. i know it's uh taylor sheridan and so he was an actor on uh, uh sons of anarchy and several other shows yeah and then he's become a screenwriter and and things of of that nature and he's done some really good stuff but uh, you know, I I haven't expressed a, a big desire to want to look into the other stuff behind it. Why did you? Uh, oh no, did no, you no pull because up like, fun facts. No, or? no, because I because I haven't either, and I'm just so like we're 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 both going in blind. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to have yeah. my horse blinders on for this, <laughs> so that way then you know. Uh, my dissection brain can just like appreciate the episode for the episodes you know yeah. uh, of, of what they are uh because it like i don't know it just feels weird uh that people who might think oh well this show it appeals to to the red states or to conservatives or to whatever um i don't think that that's accurate really because i think that this show just is trying to give that soap opera element of where it's not going to be raw, raw level heroes and like twirling mustache villains, but it's just showing a lot of people who are in entrenched positions that they're refusing to yield ground. So it's a lot of unstoppable forces meeting un immovable objects taking place. And so I just think that in an era where it's a cable TV show. Uh, the only people willing to give it a chance are the flyover states, especially if it's set in Montana. And the only big name was Kevin Costner, you know? Yeah. I was definitely intrigued by the, like, 
rivalry and relationships between the different factions. Like you've got this, you've got this guy and his many children just like running this, uh, this like ranch state practically. And then, and then you've got like, yeah, the native American tribal state and their police, um, relationship between that and the government and then the the land conflicts between the development company and the the uh f- family feudal state um it's like and, and if the, even if there's you know this is obviously very heightened fiction but even if there's anything like actual in the country going on that's on this level it's it really shows how like you know like obviously like the the Western frontier has been like closed and conquered like long ago, but there's still like this, this, uh, the, the, the ownership of the land and where people relate to it between different factions, like hasn't fully settled yet. And it's an ongoing yeah. thing. And it turns like the, something is, you know, quote unquote boring as property rights into this larger debate about ownership and stewardship and, the way in which you view the land as part of your legacy. And it's, uh, it, it just creates a lot of compelling television. And so I'm, I have no idea what's going to happen in the second episode, man. Like it could be just about anything, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready for it. What about you? Oh, I, I watched the second one yesterday. I, I went, Oh, in well, on good it. for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> jumping ahead, jumping the gun. Oh, man. Uh, well, uh, no spoilers then. So I guess we might as well move into the, the world of plugs. People are listening to this uh, or they will be on Patreon. So, you know, we don't need to plug that for anyone. Thankfully. Thank yeah. God. It's yeah. it's for our loyal fans. But um, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you guys for subscribing. Uh, you know, yes. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's a it's a joy. You know, uh, it, it'll be fun to see, uh, especially like where we're at 79 episodes from now <laughs> when, when we finally wrap all this up, you know, um, and then to, to see about ways that it bookend to see, you know, um, uh, how, what naive fools we were as we look back and go like, I can't believe you thought this guy was a good character or this guy wasn't a villain or uh, anything else. And, and there's so, like two, there's two spinoff series, right? There's the, there, like there is 18, uh, 1883. Is that the year? Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a prequel. And so I think that's about like the first or second generation of the Duttons and what they're doing. And then you have something called the four sixes, uh, and which is six, 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 but that's a contemporary series set in Texas. And so, um, yeah, it's, the, it's, I know it's the, the sh- satanic ranch in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, <laughs> I, I would love that. Like, that's what we actually argue about. It's questions of how to abolish the Catholic church. That's what we care about here at the Satanist ranch. Uh, <laughs> very, very weird that then, you know, that you're rooting for them the whole time. Because uh, anything anti-Catholic is good, in my opinion. I say that having grown up Baptist, that's why. Not not because I'm yeah. anti-religion. Yeah. Well, uh, if, it's, so. if it's appealing to the evangelical heartland, then uh, anti-Catholic would probably be a, a, like a plus there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> what what about uh, what's going on in the shop right now, though? Uh, what, what what's happening? 
Uh, so yeah, latest uh, latest design. We got the uh, War on uh, Drugs uh, champion uh, hats in there. Um, nice. Yeah, it's the it's it's the third in the series with the War on Christmas veteran in the Vietnam War runners up uh, one. So. Uh, I, it was, it was just a shit post from last year that a bunch of people were like, Oh, actually do this. So like, yeah, why not throw together? Design? Do it. Yeah. 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 Already, exactly. already going, already going beast mode on the shop in, in, in the new year. <laughs> um, my, my sleep schedule is fucked, but a lot of work's being uh, put in. So yeah, hell yeah. I, I think, I think it's gonna be a hell of a year. That's, that's, that's what we can game plan. It's a Yellowstone year. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it should, it should be a blast. Uh, everyone, please give us feedback. Let us know how you like this show. Um, obviously, I think as things develop, we'll probably develop segments and things like that. Uh, but you know, again, wanted to come in just doing a, a real kind of, uh, not by the numbers, but going in with, uh, no expectations, doing, uh, a full watch of an episode and then giving you our honest feedback on this, especially since it's good. So it yeah. feels weird to say like, Oh, this is a piece of media that then we're committing and I'm enjoying it. Weird. Like I'm making fun of it. Sure. But I also am enjoying it. That's the bigger surprise to me. And like, yeah, I know like, like, yeah, weed, weed smoking is the, is the very low hanging fruit pun, uh, that uh you know un- under undergirds the the show and the, and the bit that produced it but like this this like uh, uh yellowstone and a blunt uh yeah hits 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 pretty well uh it's, I, it's, I can't it's definitely wait the proper I'm, I'm just vibe. gonna <laughs> just gonna like uh i, I don't want to do spoilers uh for you know like the music of the show or anything but i was really impressed with some of the music choices that they did here so i'm looking forward to at the end of season one being able to listen to all the music and the score uh that takes place because uh that that's some studying tunes for me i can put that on while editing and then uh you know while while bitching about the fantasy basketball happening so uh, it's a good time all the way around lo-fi yellowstone beats to to uh work and chill to <laughs> bass boosted kevin costner let's go <laughs> 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 all right well uh until next time until next week uh we will talk to you later bye peace uh-huh.